passion for sport. This is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. Yes, welcome to the show, which you can listen to every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations. It's day three and low scoring games with some teams looking below their best was the story of day two on Monday. We analyze the matches and look ahead to Tuesday's games as Nigeria roll into action against Egypt. And more from Nigeria goalkeeper Daniel Akpe. I've gained much experience and it comes with age. Unfortunately, it has come with age now. That's coming up later, and I'm joined on the show today by African football expert Ida Waringa in Nairobi, Kenya. So four games yesterday, and Morocco beat Ghana 1-0 in the biggest of them, with Sufian Bufal scoring with seven minutes to go. Uh, not the most exciting of games, Ida, and a disappointing start for the Black Stars. It really isn't the best of starts, Steve, because now Ghana's fate is already a bit out of their hands. You know, they start bringing out the calculators, you know, wanting to see how the other matches will go when it's so early in the competition as well. I mean, it really is bad for the Black Stars. They already came into this, if you remember, off the back of that uh, 3-0 loss in that friendly to Algeria. Now, that was prior to the Nations Cup. And I'm sure that they were hoping for a better one here, but it wasn't to be. And to be honest, it's something that has really come to characterize Ghana's performances over the years, if I may be honest. You know, they look decent, half decent. And then in just one moment, just one slip up in concentration totally changes everything. And you could see that in as much as the game lacked, you know, that high tempo, you know, granted, it was very defensive. There was little in attack both ways. But you could see that after Morocco got that first goal, then they got buoyed, you know, and almost doubled their lead. And actually on that, credit to Black Stars goalkeeper Jojo Wallacott because he literally kept the Black Stars in there at the end almost single-handedly. As for Morocco, well, they're on a bit of a run themselves. Uh, this victory does take their winning streak to 10 matches, Steve, including all six World Cup qualifiers that they played between September and November. So not too bad. <laughs> Uh, yes, and Morocco looking to me like contenders for the trophy. Also in Group C, Gabon beat Comoros by a goal to nil, and the Comoros starting 11 didn't feature any players born in the country. All 11 starters and a coach, Amir Abdou, all born in France. And in Group B, Africa's top-ranked team, Senegal, were below par as they beat Zimbabwe 1-0 with a penalty converted by Sadio Mane, which was the last kick of the match, while Guinea beat Malawi 1-0 as Isiaga Silla scored on 35 minutes. Well, Steve, remember just a few days ago, you know, I thought that maybe Zimbabwe would prove a much easier task for Senegal, but it was actually far from it, eh? And... Uh, Quite interesting, you know, that Senegal actually needed a penalty and right at the very end there to beat them. And this does nothing, of course, you know, to ease uh, Teranga Lyons head coach Alucis's worries. Remember, his job, uh, according to reports, actually depends on winning the Afghan. And uh, with such below par performances, I don't really see how far they can go. You know, granted, though, the the team was also dealing with a lot. 
they were only able, I believe, to name 17 players out of a squad of 28, you know, through a mix of COVID, injuries, so not the best situation there. But look, credit to Zimbabwe as well. You know, the result, of course, is what matters. And we were just talking about Senegal being so depleted, but uh so were Malawi as well, because... uh 13 members of their squad were unavailable due to COVID, Steve. Now, these are the new age dynamics, you know, that teams have to deal with. And uh, a huge, hugely amazing moment, I do have to say, for African football to have Rwanda's Salima Mukansanga officiate the game between Guinea and Malawi. First woman to officiate at a Nations Cup, Steve. Now, we had mentioned her a few weeks ago, but it was beautiful to have it happen. Yes, amazing and uh, wonderful to see. This is Cameroon Roars, brought to you by Passion for Sport, the show coming to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations, online, on radio and on our app. Uh, to get the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. And we'd love to hear your thoughts and views on social media throughout the tournament. Yesterday we were asking, what are you expecting from the Super Eagles of Nigeria? And Mubi in Nigeria says the Eagles can go for glory in Cameroon. And no doubt we'll be missing the services of some good players, but we can go for gold. And Edo Brown, also in Nigeria, says our boys have enough to offer. Even with a new coach and with some key players missing, there's no cause for alarm and they will go far. But we should be careful of silly mistakes in the crucial stages from the quarterfinals. And the interim coach, that's Augustin Egwavon, knows African football better, says Edo. Belong Baji in the Gambia says Nigeria can reach the quarterfinals, but they must prove their determination for that. Also, we've been asking about Cameroon's chances, and a Sambu one in the Gambia says Cameroon are my favourites, despite the Gambia being part of it. We are there to learn and to get more experience for future tournaments, as the Scorpions says Sambu one. And Agemo is a Cameroonian living in the USA. He says a great start for the Indomitable Lions with that comeback win. I see my country Cameroon making it to the semi-finals but I'd like to be wrong and see them go all the way and win the trophy says Gamo and uh, Jordan in Nigeria says with the encouragement of Eto and Roger Miller I think the guys will do a great job and finally another prediction from Mamadou who's a Malian living in the USA he says I believe the trophy will be for Mali this year God willing Well, thanks for those comments. And today we're asking, uh, do you prefer 24 teams or 16 teams at the Africa Cup of Nations? Uh, This the second edition of the tournament with 24 teams, having been expanded from 16 teams back in 2019. It gives more nations a chance of qualifying, but it gives us a group stage with some one-sided games, maybe. And only eight of the 24 teams get knocked out at the group stage. So do you prefer 16 or 24 teams in the competition? You can post a comment on our Facebook page, that's Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero.
So Nigeria against Egypt is the big game on Tuesday. That's in Group D at 16 GMT. Also in Group D, Sudan play Guinea-Bissau at 19 GMT. These matches are in Garwa in the north of the country. And in Group E, we have Sierra Leone back at the tournament and taking on Algeria at 13 GMT in Douala. African football expert Ida Waringa still with us in Nairobi.、Uh, your thoughts on the games, Ida? It does look like a big day of action, Steve. And、uh, Sierra Leone back at the Afghan after 26 years now. It really is a David versus Goliath situation here because Algeria, in the meantime, have won the Arab Cup. The last time they tasted defeat was what three years ago. So. This really looks like it could go only one way, and might be a chance for the Desert Foxes to get in on their goal tally. Because, look, to be honest, I don't see many teams currently able to stop Algeria's defense and、um, the defense of their title. That is, and you know, a lot of eyes will definitely be on that Nigeria Egypt game, and for obvious reasons, you know, of course, both giants in the game.、Uh, but I think for a lot of people, it will be about seeing, arguably, the best player in the world currently, Mo Salah, in action. Now, a lot of people said that they expected more from Salah last time out、uh, in the 2019 Afghan. And they'll wait to see, you know, if he will deliver in Cameroon. And I know that while many will be looking to the Super Eagles versus the Pharaohs, there might be an interesting battle, I believe, between Sudan and Guinea-Bissau. Now, Sudan did not make it for the last edition,、uh, while Guinea-Bissau finished last in their group. So, you know, both might have something to prove on a smaller scale. You never know, Steve. What they say: when one has nothing to lose, then they go all out. No, <laughs>、uh, but I, for one, would definitely like to see more goals, and especially in the group stage before things get much more competitive. I would definitely love to see more goals. Well, thanks, Ida, and certainly looking forward to the Nigeria-Egypt game. Now to the second part of our interview with Nigeria goalkeeper Daniel Akpe, who's 35 and plays for Kaiser Chiefs in South Africa. Akpe spoke to Oluwashina Okaleji about his football and his faith. First, on how it's not easy for a goalkeeper in Africa to make it outside of their country. Well, firstly, I would say it is important how every country develop their football, because、um, the experience that I have now. I wish I can reduce my age by another <laughs> five years or ten years again or something because, you know,、uh, when I joined my new club, you know, the experience, a lot of things change about me, about my game, and when I travel abroad, I saw things differently, you know, from Nigeria where I'm coming from because I understand I have to learn like all over again, you know, and、um, I keep telling myself that the things that I know now for the past three, four years. If I'd known them earlier, while I was 20 or so,、uh, maybe I should be somewhere, you know, top class by now. But then, I thank God that I'm still here and、um, I've gained much experience, and it comes with age. Unfortunately, it has to come with age now.、Uh, but then, I would want to encourage anyone who is a goalkeeper, and、uh, firstly, to try as much as possible to look out for. You know the background, you know, and go back to grassroots. And we have to have those, you know, coaches who actually understand the grassroots football, you know, to 
help out in developing players, developing goalkeepers, because it's not actually easy. I went through a lot in South Africa. It's not just um, me playing or something. I went through a lot in South Africa, but because of where I'm coming from, I have the board as I want to stay, I want to fight, I want to learn, you know, I want to improve. And fortunately for me, the coaches they see all of this in me and uh, they decide to encourage me and they give me the platform and I learn from them every day, even the person that I'm competing with, because I know that he has the background, I don't have the background. So I have to humble myself indirectly to learn every day. And the competition on my team is very tough. I think it is better that you have a proper, you know, background before you start thinking of uh, you want to become a number one or something. They refer to you as the pastor. They call you. <laughs> I see. I see you smiling there. I've been around the team in Europe, Africa, and everywhere. You're the prayer warrior, Pastor Dan. Are you thinking of life as a pastor after football? <laughs> I'm not thinking of life. Uh, I'm not thinking of being a pastor of the football, but just that I love, you know, I love God. I, my life, um, has been a Christian life and I grew up from a Christian background. You know, I love to do the things of God. And you know, when someone is so attached to the things of God like that, it's very easy to tag you a pastor and stuff like that. So I think that is where it comes from. But, you know, all the same, uh, if God says, um, come Daniel, yeah, um, send me. <laughs> so the team prayer is incomplete without you saying something. Uh, is it something you enjoy doing or you, sometimes you feel like you're forced to do it? Uh, honestly, I was telling you, most times I'm forced to do it because <laughs> now I have colleagues like a table of, you know, um, Etebo, Wazim, Kileshi, uh, Alice, who are very fond of me, so they they want me to do it. So they just want to have that glimpse of fun, you know, for me, that kind of thing. So I had to do it, you know, most times. What does it feel like to share the word of Christ and um, the word of God to people, not just footballers, but people in general? It is life because the word of God is life. It gives hope, you know, it strengthens you, you know, uh, so... I enjoy doing it when I come in contact with you and I see someone that is, you know, broken. And I think the only way for me to give this person hope is to share my experience from what the Word of God has helped me to do. So I had to just pass it on to them. So I enjoy that moment as well, you know, especially when you see them, their life turn around later on. So that could be the best testimony you want to have. That's Nigeria goalkeeper Daniel Akpe on his football and his faith as a follower of Jesus, speaking to Oluwashina Okaleji. Right before we go, a recap of the fixtures on Tuesday in Group E. Sierra Leone playing Algeria at 13 GMT. After that in Group D, Nigeria against Egypt at 16 GMT. And Sudan playing Guinea-Bissau in the late match at 19 GMT. From me, Steve Vickers and Ida Waringa, the show is back tomorrow and Cameroon Roars is a Passion for Sport production.